Hey, this is Sandy Shepard, and welcome to the web radio show for Fempowerment.com. Yep, it's been a while, I know, but I've been living my life, and I'm glad to be back. The next few podcasts are going to be about finances and money. This is the first one, and I look forward to helping you out. Relax, pull up a chair, and join us for the Be A Bond Girl podcast, featuring mastermind coach and author of Fempowerment, Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, Sandy Shepard. Hey guys, how are you? This is Sandy Shepard, and welcome to Fempowerment.com Web Radio. I know, I know, it's been a long time since I put out an episode, but here I am, so let's get going. If you have my book, you know that I have a couple of chapters that all deal with finances and money. Now, granted, those chapters are after cleaning and clearing out your life and looking into how to find your passion, but I just finished the April Vanity Fair that was all about Bernie Madoff and how the whole country of Iceland is now pretty much bankrupt. And it really spurred me to talk about finances and particularly how you yourself can take control of your life in this area. It's incredibly important. And so let's get started. I have two quotes that I really love. Actually, one's from Kanye West. That quote is, we buy our way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. We buy a lot of clothes when we don't really need them. Things we buy to cover up what's inside. The other quote is by Ellen Goodman, who says, normal is getting dressed in clothes that you buy for work and driving through traffic in a car that you are still paying for in order to get to the job you need to pay for the clothes and the car and the house you leave vacant all day so you can afford to live in it. What do these quotes have in common? I see with a lot of my clients, friends, what can I tell you, that often people are making money just so they can put on the most current styles and brands and running up their credit cards and trying to look as if they are wealthy or what they believe is what wealthy looks like. There's actually a great book called The Millionaire Next Door And it talks about what truly wealthy people spend their money on. Believe me, it is not brand names. And if you look at Bond Girls in the James Bond movies, do you see any brands on them? Nope. They look awesome. They are very relaxed. But they are not wearing the big Chanel sunglasses or have a big brand on their bottoms. Nope. They themselves are their own brand. They don't need to be wearing somebody else's brand to make it look like they're wealthy. I know that we're going to be talking about finances here, but that's one thing that I'd like you to consider. How much of what you spend goes out for two, $300 shoes or jeans or what have you, when really what you're trying to do 
is prove to yourself or people who see you on the street that you can afford these things. If you are buying this sort of stuff on credit cards and you're not saving, then that's a big lie, girlfriend. Now, if you've watched Susie Orman or any of the financial whizzes that you find on TV, you probably know all the stuff that they have to say. Like, oh, for example, open up your credit card bills and figure out which one has the highest rate and pay that one down first and then add that money onto the next highest credit card after you've paid that off and so on and so on. If not, please write me at sandy at beabondgirl.com or just leave a comment here and I can certainly go through that with you. That is covered in chapter 5 of my book but I'm perfectly willing to do it over the web radio if you don't understand exactly what that's about. So instead we're going to look at this from a different perspective. What Fempowerment is all about is taking control of your life and becoming the master or mistress of that life. And a lot of that is based on making a plan. Do you hate your job? Um, what if you had a cushion of money so that you could actually say, as they say in the country song, take this job and shove it? What would that take? In my book, there's a lot of exercises about finding your goals and finding your passion. But how do you really go about doing that? Well, once you've got those dreams and goals really written down, and they're really tied to emotions for you, they really are the why that you want to be living your life, then you need to take stock of your current lifestyle. If you're eating out every day, if you're buying your kids whatever they want, and certainly if you're living a have-it-now-pay-it-later life, well, you're never going to get ahead. Again, that's sort of the stuff that Susie Orman and all the rest of them talk about. But if you're brave enough, it's time to look at where you can cut back. You need to get it down to what you need, not what you want, until your debt is flat. Now, when I talk to my clients about this, it's just like the closet audit. I gotta tell you, nobody wants to do this, but this is where your power is gonna come from. This month, every day, Assess your monetary outlays and then cut back just a bit. So, for example, you might pack your own lunch and take the money you would have spent on that lunch that you were going to buy at work and put it in a jar or take the bus in and put the money that you normally would have spent on bridge fare, parking tolls, put that in the jar. Make your coffee and put it in a thermos instead of heading out on a Starbucks run at break. Put that money in the jar and heck, you can still leave and go on that Starbucks run, just tell people that's where you're heading, but instead why not walk around the block? Better for you anyway, get you a little bit of exercise, and so that's a double whammy. You've put some money away and you've actually gotten a little bit of exercise. Now this one's going to seem a little scary, but stay with me. What about suspending your TV cable for two or three months? Every cable company will do it, they'll just suspend it for you, they don't want you to cancel and then use your couch potato time for some exercise or writing down your dreams or journaling and put that money in a jar. It could be 40, 50, 60 dollars a month that you're spending sitting on the sofa. Heck, read, journal, exercise, something different, but just do it for let's say two or three months. I know, I know, 
You love watching your favorite TV shows, but in reality, what you're doing when you do that is turning your brain off and living in a dreamland. You're in that show and really, it's time to live your own life. It's time for you to be that cable program as it were. And you know what? It's kind of fun when all your friends are talking about American Idol or Survivor or whatever and you say, oh no, I don't watch those shows. You seem so different and that's what you want to be. You're femme-powered. You're a Bond girl. You're doing something to better your life instead of being a couch potato. Now whatever you do, stick with it for the month. Make sure you put the money you didn't spend into that jar. See what it adds up to and at the end of the month, either put that money in the bank and write a check immediately to your credit cards if you have a balance, writing it out to the one with the highest interest rate first, or start a new savings account for your dream. You know, all of us drown our sorrows in shopping and running up our credit cards because we feel upset or powerless. That is not your inner bond girl. You need to get out of debt, start working on being able to retire in let's say 15 years. Does that sound completely impossible to you? Well, what were you planning on doing? Not getting old? It is time to plan. I tell you what, do you remember that old story about the ant and the grasshopper? The ant spends the summer putting away for the future and the grasshopper parties and makes fun of the ant and then when winter comes, the grasshopper's the one in trouble. By constantly living in the moment and ignoring tomorrow when it comes to finances, let me tell you, you're going to be out in the cold too when financial winter comes. And it is really coming for a lot of folks. It's so sad to read about people who are losing their homes, losing everything, and don't have anything to back up their life anymore. Of course, that's why this Bernie Madoff thing drives me just crazy. Again, they really talk about that in the April Vanity Fair and all these people who did so much good work, gave millions and millions of dollars away to charity and whatever, got taken by the sky. It's so sad. Now, I know you and I just aren't in that same kind of boat. We're more the people that have our credit cards and we have a little bit of savings and whatever. We're not putting millions into some stock fund. But I bet you, like me, have a lot of folks who have lost tons of dough in that stock market. It is very scary. And that's the thing. It is really time to understand also where your money's going. We personally happen to be very lucky. We have a financial planner who got us out of the market quite a while ago. He saw it coming. So I feel very blessed that uh, that money was not really touched, whereas we've got friends who have lost 40, 50, 60% of their wealth with the stock market stuff. But what have we been doing? I am investing in my business, which I'll talk about a little, little bit later on another podcast. I have talked about that before in a previous one. And so I'm really investing in myself. And then we're also looking at real estate. We bought a little place, not a big house or anything, just a little place that regular people could live in. And we are making some money on it already. So again, these are things that we understand. I think the most important thing for you is if you're in debt, get out of it. But secondly, when you got that money together, it's time to invest in things that you understand. Don't go for this giant return. It's the Madoff thing. You know, these people didn't really know where their money was going. Donald Trump 
didn't invest with Madoff because it didn't make sense to him. I was reading this article again. There's a couple of people who said, uh, no, this just doesn't seem to make sense. And Madoff said, ah, I don't need your money then. Well, that's the point. You've got to kick the tires of where you're going to put your money. But first of all, you got to get out of debt. Don't forget that money coming in and going out is always a matter of choice. It is not chance. What you do for money should pay for the lifestyle that you've chosen. In other words, the lifestyle you live should not exceed the money that you bring in. So this is an exercise that I recently read about when I was um, coming back from New Orleans. I was lucky enough to be sent on a cruise for two actually with my send out cards business to New Orleans and then down to Cozumel and on the plane there I read about a system where the guy writing the article suggested that you figure out how much money you need to make per day to live your lifestyle. So how does this work? Let's say that when you add up all your debts and money that you're putting aside in savings and what have you, which you'll know after you've done your month of assessing your monetary outlays, like we just talked about, you need $8,000 a month. Now I'm only saying that, seems like a lot of money, but I'm only saying that because it's easy for me to do the math. If you're going to be working five days a week, so you're taking the weekend off, and there's about four weeks out of every month, then doing the math, you need to make $400 a day to get that $8,000 a month. 400 times the five days a week is $2,000 times four weeks in that month, 8,000. What this article talked about is making sure that you make a promise to yourself to make that 4,000, excuse me, to make that, that would be nice, to make that $400 a day. In my life, what that would mean is working a few hours on legal stuff, it'd be two or three hours of legal stuff, or signing two people up for send out cards, or coaching three or four clients, whatever it is, the idea is to work every day until you have that amount. And then, if you've reached that amount, let's say that uh, in my example of doing some legal work, let's say, say I do couple, three hours worth of legal work and I'm done by 10 o'clock in the morning, I can either continue to work for that day and make a little bit more, but that's not going to spill over to the next day. That's just extra for that day that I'm working. Or I could go to the gym and play and do whatever it is that I want to do with the rest of that day because I've met my financial goal. Now, I'm not an employee, but if you are an employee, you can figure out how much you make every day by taking your paycheck that you get and assuming you get paid every two weeks just take the gross amount on that paycheck and divide it by 10 those would be the 10 days that you worked during that period of time and that will tell you how much you are making a day doing that job now if that number doesn't quite match up with your monetary outlays then you know perhaps where some of your debt problem has come from. But the beauty of doing this exercise is that you're going to start living in reality. For me, breaking 
things down per day was what I would call a light bulb moment, basically. If, for example, you're an employee and you make $30,000 a year, that's only about $120 a day. And don't forget, that's gross amount that you make. Doesn't take into account the taxes you have to pay and the rest of it. That's why people like Rich Dad Poor Dad's Kiyosaki and other folks that I read about in Success Magazine, which is one of my favorites, talk about having a business that will bring in an alternative stream of income. I definitely discussed this in Podcast 11 if you want to go back and listen to that, but I'll probably cover it again because it really is important to understand how to take control of your own financial life. And for me, that's looking at it daily. If you have my book, I'd also suggest going back and looking at Chapter 5 about wealth, financial congruency, and aiming for abundance. And you know what I'm learning? The more I look at people getting fleeced by the Madoffs of the world, people losing their homes, the whole mortgage lending scandal, all the rest of this, it is time for us to get down to basics, understand where our money's going, start saving money, and to act and to quit complaining. So your homework for today is to do two things. One, figure out how much you're making per day if you're an employee and figure out how much you need to make per day to live your lifestyle as you live it right now. Next, assess what you think are needs in your life that really are just things that you want, that you don't really need. And then, and this is the big one, prove that you are in control of your life by cutting back, just like I discussed a little bit a couple minutes ago, putting your cable on hold, bringing your lunch, any of those sorts of things. Now, some of you already do that. That's fantastic. But the bulk you don't. And this is going to show you how powerful you can be in your own life and how you can find money by something as seemingly simple as not getting the coffee at Starbucks. And most important, you are not to complain about this. This is an empowering moment. This is proving that you're bigger than all those things in your life. You do realize that you're really a slave to your things, right? You have to dust them, pay interest on them. If you put them in a credit card, pack and unpack them when you move and so on. The more shoes and purses and the like you collect, the more they become your anchors. Let me tell you, I also think that often we treat ourselves with small stopgap items like Frappuccinos, poor Starbucks I'm picking on today, but there you go. And those make us feel good for that moment. Instead, we could be adding up all those mini treats and trading them in for some huge satisfying treat, like going to Paris. That's what putting money in a jar will start to visually show you. And my book, Chapter 2, is all about doing work on 
really realizing what your true goals and dreams are. Now, this is about finding a way to help you realize them. And you know what? Part of that always involves having enough money. So specifically, this is what you're looking at. What are you doing today that you can stop doing if it's money draining or do more of if it brings in money to move yourself closer to your goals and dreams? Now, I really want to hear from y'all about how this is going for you. That's what keeps me going. And I got to tell you something. I don't get that many emails and I don't get that many voicemails from my listeners, though. I know you're out there because I see you pull my web radio show down. So I'd like you guys to help me by putting those comments on the podcast or calling me up because that's really what gets me motivated to do more of this. To tell you the truth, I got a couple of emails uh, while I was gone in uh, Cozumel and I received the following phone call with respect to actually podcast 11 and that's what keeps me going. If you'd like to leave me a comment, you can call 206-350-1867 or you can write to me at sandy at beabondgirl.com and I would love to put you into the podcast and keep other people motivated and keep me motivated. So let's listen to this comment and then I will see you guys soon because I am motivated to get these podcasts out, especially on finances. Hi, this is Agent M. I just wanted to thank you for talking about network marketing and podcast 11. You know, one night I was talking to someone who said she was going to give up on trying to find people to sign on under her line in her network marketing program. And the next day, when I visited BeABondGirl.com, I couldn't believe you had a podcast presenting network marketing and in a positive light. So I was so intrigued by your enthusiasm that about send-out cards that I took advantage of getting a copy of Beach Money. And now I have to say I do have a much better understanding of how network marketing works, and I've actually shared the book. Right now, I don't think network marketing is for me, but if I were to do it, send out cards seems like a terrific service. I can think of all kinds of times when I could have used it, but I wish you much success with that. And again, thanks for... uh, putting out a topic that some people kind of would shy away from, I would think. So thanks again, Sandy. Bye. Thanks to Agent M for that comment, and thanks to all of you who spur me on to keep doing these web radio and podcasts with your letters, emails, and your voicemails, just like Agent M's. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, and I look forward to meeting you here soon. Bye!
Bond Girl is neither affiliated with nor endorsed by Eon Productions, Sony Pictures Entertainment, MGM Studios, or United Artists. This podcast is copyright 2008 by 00 Productions. All rights reserved. Fempowerment and Fempower are registered trademarks of 00 Productions. For more information, visit BeABondGirl.com. Our goal? To build a better world, one Bond girl at a time. Thank you.